You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, episode number 40. Hey guys, happy Monday. If you're listening to this, I am 39 weeks. Maybe I had the baby over the weekend. I don't know, maybe. Um, but it is the 3rd of August and I am due on Friday. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Hopefully I'm recording this and I've already had the baby, but uh, probably not. We'll see. <laughs> So this week, we are doing an episode all about postpartum, okay, because, well, about to, about to enter that stage of, uh, <laughs> of my life again, and I have a cool guest today. Her name is Carrie Locker, and she is a postpartum nurse, and I met her on Instagram. Um, she is also a an influencer and she does educational stuff on Instagram, but she's a postpartum nurse, so I think that's pretty cool. So she came on the podcast today and we just answered a whole lot of questions about postpartum and what she kind of does as a postpartum nurse and just kind of answering some frequently asked questions about what your body goes through during postpartum, kind of newborn stuff. And through the episode, I learned that she actually works at a hospital that's very, very similar to um, the hospital that I currently work at. So we were very familiar kind of like with the same uh, policies and procedures and kind of how how things go. So that was pretty cool. So some of the things that we talked about were some of the most common complaints that uh, we see moms, parents face in those first few days after baby comes, breastfeeding, infant care, uh, wet, dirty diapers, kind of what to look for, what's abnormal, and then bleeding, of course, what's normal versus a vaginal delivery and a C-section. And then we also talked about some must-have items, stuff like that. It was a really good episode. I was really excited to interview her and have her on and just have, you know, and it's it's nice talking to another, another nurse <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> So without further ado, let's get into Carrie's episode. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. This episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast was brought to you by Mommy Labor Nurse love to sponsor my own episode guys and tell you about the stuff that we actually have here at mommy labor nurse to offer you so one of the things that i think went really well with this episode was my course that i have out called newborn basics 101 i came out with this course a few months ago it was the beginning of may right when all of the covid kind of stuff was going on and i realized that a lot of you guys were getting your newborn basic classes canceled at the hospital. So I decided to make an online version and offer it here. And I know a lot of the classes are still canceled. So it's a really great option um, if you if you still have classes canceled near you, you know, at your hospital or just in addition to some of those hospital classes. 
Because sometimes you go to those classes and you learn all about what to do, you know, bring in baby home, and then you forget it and there's no real resource, you know, that they give you um, to follow up. So I like this course because it's all online. You can access it forever and you can just refer back to the course if you have questions. You're like, oh, I don't exactly remember, you know, what this was about or what this was about. So it's pretty cool. It's super long. Currently, there are not videos for it, but we are working on putting videos. So those should be out um, in a few months. But currently, it's just a text-based course, but it has a lot of info in there. Another cool thing about the course, too, is I recorded the whole thing as an audio file. So if you are the kind of person that you like to listen to stuff to, you know, learn things, um, there's an option for it to, you know, it's basically like an ebook. You can just listen to the whole course as well. So yeah, I like to tell people about this class. If you are a first time mom and you are looking for one of those bringing home baby courses, okay, just kind of everything you need to know about what you need to do when you bring a baby home in newborn care. This is a really, really good course for you. Newborns can totally be scary. I've been there as a first time mom, like not knowing what the heck I'm doing at all. (laughs) So this course covers what the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends when caring for your baby. In fact, that's actually where I got most of this information. So you know it's coming from a good source, obviously. You can expect a lot of detailed information, troubleshooting, step-by-step guides, and tips and takeaways. We talk about baby gear and home essentials, what you kind of need at home, newborn characteristics and normalities, um, breastfeeding a little bit. We dive into formula feeding, tummy time, diapering, bathing, and skincare, how to cut a baby's nails because that because everybody's really scared of that. And then some other various things like safety and introducing siblings and adjusting to parenthood. I'm really proud of it. I put a lot of Uh, work into it and just a lot of hours into it, just writing it up. Um, And I've had a lot of people take it and say that it's fabulous. So if you're interested in this course, head over to mommylabornurse.com slash newborn dash basics. Okay. And you can use the code podcast listener and you can save 20% on this course. Again, that's mommylabornurse.com slash newborn dash basics. Use the code podcast listener at checkout and you can save 20%. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Can you just start by uh, telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your family, where you're from, what you like to do for fun, all that good stuff. (laughs) All the good stuff. Definitely. So my name's Carrie and I am a postpartum and nursery nurse here in St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm also a mama to three young babies. Um, I know all of them are under four too. So it was boom, boom, boom. And they keep me very, very busy. I feel like I don't even have any other hobbies besides being a mom. Yeah, that, that is a hobby in and of itself. I just, I was um, writing out some sort of, what was it? My questionnaire for something. And one of the questions was like, what do you like to do for fun and hobbies and stuff? And I'm like, oh, that's really sad. I don't have that exactly. many. <laughs> that's how I feel too. I'm like, is, is being a mom a hobby? I don't know. <laughs> no. 
All right. Well, guys, we are doing, I guess, you know, we can call it an expert interview. You're an expert in uh, postpartum stuff and all of this good stuff. So this episode is going to be all about postpartum issues, postpartum topics. Since you're a ner- postpartum nursery nurse, we're going to be talking about that sort of stuff and caring for patients and what you kind of do and um, newborn care and all that good stuff. So yes. can you just, I know you said you're from St. Louis. So yes. can you just start um, just tell us kind of like what sort of work you do currently, what kind of care you provide to your patients, how long you've been a postpartum nurse, all that good stuff. Of course. So I have been a postpartum and nursery nurse for the past eight years. Um, I currently work in the hospital setting. So I take care of moms about two hours after they deliver their baby. Um, Our labor and delivery unit will kind of turn the patients over to us as the postpartum nurse. And we take care of both the moms and the babies as a couplet. So, you know, one, one patient for me is the mom and the baby. And usually I have three couplets, which is six patients. So that's kind of how my day usually goes. Yeah, that's cool. That's about, that's what we do at our current hospital. It's very similar. We have a a unit, a L and D unit and they Mm -hmm. staff L and D and then there's a postpartum unit and they staff postpartum. I know a lot of hospitals, you know, depends on the area that you're at, but you might have the same nurse who takes care of you. That's like a call to LVRP. Yes. Um, yes. Unit, we have a lot of smaller hospitals yes, that do that. Same, same. Cool. Well, what kind of stuff, I guess. Um, so if you were getting, if I was, you know, labor and delivery nurse and I'm turning uh-huh. over my patient, bringing you mm-hmm. my patient, um, what kind of care, I guess, do you provide patients? Like, do you, I get, let's just go from the beginning. Like what's like the typical, if I drop a patient off, like what kind of stuff are you doing initially? And then like, then thereafter. So at my hospital, typically the patients will stay in the same room that they delivered in if they had a vaginal delivery. So, um, I won't have to like get them readjusted to a new room or anything, which is really nice, but make sure everything is picked up and cleaned up and all that good stuff. And then, um, I will usually go over a little spiel just about, kind of how the day or the night is going to go for them, what's in store, um, try to get them comfortable with me and kind of build that rapport. First of all, um, I ask them how, you know, because typically if you're breastfeeding, they like for you to try to latch baby on within the first hour of life. So by that point, you know, I've already, they've already had a feeding with their baby or attempted a feeding with their baby. So I will ask them how feedings are going and see if they need any help in that realm. Um, I will usually do a set of vital signs on both mom and baby, make sure everybody's nice and healthy and doing well. Um, Fundal checks on the mom, of course, which I can go more in depth with, but oh yeah, lots of fun with that. And then, um, and then for baby, just checking them over and doing my assessment to make sure all is well. So yeah. Very good. Very good. So the next question is what are some of the most common complaints that you see moms, parents face in those first kind of few days when they're with you? Oh my gosh, the plethora. I, you know, I've been there three times too. So I totally, totally get it. I feel like it totally can help me relate as well. Yeah. Um, so the most common complaints, of course, pain, of yeah. course, pain, yeah. um, which I mean, we just either pushed a human out or had one cut out of us. So right. it's a big deal. It's big stuff. Um, and then usually breastfeeding or nursing comes into play quite a bit too, as far as complaints or things not going as they had planned. Um, 
they, I feel like a lot of people think that their milk is supposed to be in on day like one or two, and that is not the case. So it just, it's a very frustrating, um, hard time. And so I just try to be as supportive and positive as I can for them to get them through that struggle at the beginning. Yeah. Yes, girl. I know (laughs) it's tough. It's tough. It's rough. I'm ready. I'm getting ready to do it again in about six weeks. And oh I'm, my like, I'm like, I'm like ready, but I'm also like, oh, I remember what that first week is like, or I remember oh, what that first, first couple gosh. of days are like, and I'm like, oh gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bringing in that milk is so tough sometimes yes. when your baby like wakes up and they want something right now and it is not there yet. It's hard. Right. It's frustrating. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think it's that is even uh, touches even more on my whole philosophy of like, you need to educate, you know, do yes. lots of education beforehand. So you know, like what to expect. Cause yeah, it's absolutely. Like, I mean, even as, and you'll probably agree as a postpartum nurse and as an L and D nurse, like I was just, I thought I knew what I was doing, but then when right. I actually went through it the first time, I was like, yes. oh, I don't know what the heck I'm doing Oh, at all. I am so glad you said that. I felt the exact same way. I'm like, wait, haven't I been a postpartum nurse for years? But yet I don't, I don't it's like I know nothing when yeah. it's your own child, you know? Isn't that it's- so crazy? But that is like so across the board too. And I've heard that from so many people that it's like, it's so personal and you just have to go through it yourself and yes like do the education and we're obviously nurses like guys we teach people how to do stuff but like (laughs) until we went through this ourselves like I can't I can't say that had a super solid well-rounded like grasp on everything Uh you know it's just like you you teach you teach what you know but oh yeah oh my gosh I am with you (laughs) I agree well (laughs) since we're talking about breastfeeding let's move into the next question next one is do you assist moms with breastfeeding it sounds like you already do yes Um, oh yeah and what is kind of your philosophy on breastfeeding um so I my biggest thing with breastfeeding or helping new moms nurse is kind of what I touched on before is just education first and letting them know. And I have to be repetitive with it too. Like I have to let them know, even, you know, if they're pumping and trying to supplement and nothing's coming out and they get so discouraged. I'm like, okay, it's all about the signals. We're putting orders in for the milk. It's going to come. We just have to be consistent with it. That is my biggest philosophy is consistency because you have to stimulate your breasts frequently and consistently for your milk to come in and for you to have a good supply. So I'm all about that. Um, as far as assisting moms, oh yes, we have lactation consultants in the hospital that are wonderful. Um, and they usually spend like a good 45 minutes to an hour in each patient's room, kind of just assessing their needs, being hands-on, going through information with them. But if they're doing that in a different room and my patient needs help now, then I I have to be the one to be there for them. So definitely I love helping them. Yeah. I love that. And that's exactly how it sounds like we sound, we work at the same hospital. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's that's exactly how, how it is here that they have, you know, they have us as labor and delivery nurses, we can assist Uh with breastfeeding and then postpartum nurses, obviously you guys can assist with breastfeeding as well, but then they also employ like real solid lactation consumers. Yes. And they're incredible. Definitely. Are. They are. Shout out to all of them. Absolutely. <laughs> <They're great. laughs> all right. Well, let's move into infant care. Yes. So what are some of the common things that you would say new parents struggle with, like regarding infant care? Not just, you know, we know that there's obviously mom struggles with pain and bleeding and all of this and breastfeeding and all this stuff, but what would you say are some of the more common issues regarding 
babies like weight yeah I know weight's pro- probably yeah <laughs> weight is definitely a weight is definitely one um yeah. because babies tend to lose weight when they are yeah. you know in the hospital especially those first few days or weeks um that seems to be a real big struggle for parents and they really tend to focus on that um but it is typical because they got all of the fluids that mom got during labor right. so you know they're going to be losing some of that weight as well as meconium and whatnot. So um, the other struggles that I would say would be like jaundice. I know a lot of babies, I would say most babies get jaundice to a certain extent. Um, But if it starts to get to the point where the baby needs lights or phototherapy treatment of some sort, that can be a struggle as well. And something that a lot of moms aren't super educated on because it's like a what if situation, like, oh, this may happen, but it may not. But then when it does, it can just be very scary or frustrating for them too. So Um, that's something I really like to talk over with a lot of parents. Other than that, really just like skin issues. I feel like I get so many questions on like, oh, my baby's breaking out all of a sudden in a rash. What's going on? Um, And they just have super sensitive skin. So newborn rash and things like that um, are very common in the newborn period. And then when, when you get home, it's more of a situation of like, how do I give a bath? And you know, all the stuff we go through in discharge teaching. So yeah agree on this, all the skin stuff. When I was doing my, I have like a care, like a newborn care online course. And when I was writing that whole section, it was super (laughs) long because there are, there's so many skin issues that that pop up and just, I mean, it, it, it makes sense because if you think about where they were, right, they were like Mm -hmm. in this pool of liquid and now they're coming out and they have to be in in, in, a, in a dry environment, right? yeah, They're not in yeah. the liquid environment anymore. So it's, it's understandable that like all of this, these skin issues come up along with hormonal issues. You know, there's a lot of yeah. like skin hormonal issues that come up too, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like how much stuff can, how many skin issues that you're, <laughs> your, your baby could, I know, could yes. be dealing with. Absolutely. They're like waterproofed inside of mom yes. and then they come out and yeah. we're putting blankets and diapers. So right. their skin's bound to, you know, break out yeah. a little bit. So. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, let's talk next about wet and dirty diapers <laughs> to continue and to talk about babies. This is something I think that a lot of moms um, ask about like what to look mm-hmm. for, what's abnormal, how much, how little, you know, what's yeah. like, what's going on with that end. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I feel like even myself, like obsess over diapers at right. the very beginning, especially. Right. Um, so before milk comes in, we typically tell parents that we need one wet and dirty diaper per day of life. So if they're one day old, we need one of each two days old, etc. At that point in the hospital, for the most part, it is going to be meconium. Um, Obviously, if you are formula feeding or you're breastfeeding and we get to the point where your milk does come in at a couple days postpartum, then it starts to do what we call transition. Mm -hmm. Um, The meconium, the first day or two of life is a black tarry stool and that is normal, but it freaks a lot of people out. It does. (laughs) It is so sticky and it's hard to get off. So I totally get it. So that is what meconium is those first couple days of life. And then it transitions over to, if they're formula feeding, it can be a plethora of colors. Typically it will be brown, um, but it can transition from that green to brown color. And then breastfeeding stools, once your milk does come in and your your baby's stool does transition, it turns to be like a yellow gold color, which yeah. can be very scary for parents as well. Um, and it's also very loose and very seedy. So that's something I make sure I go over with all the moms. Um, 
And then once your milk comes in or once your baby is taking bottles frequently, we would expect just six to eight wet diapers a day. Yeah. 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 That's, what about, that's about what, what I, what the current recommendation that we tell patients as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I, I like to comment on the smell as well. So yes. like formula fed babies, a lot of people don't realize this is they can have like a little bit smellier diaper, but breastfed babies, their poop does not smell. I know. I know. It has that. It ha I mean, it does have some sort of an odor, but it's not a foul. It's like a sweet yeah. odor. I don't know. It's yeah, like, you know, it it's odd. It's odd. Yeah. So that just a heads up. <laughs> if you're a first time mom, that that is something at least kind of to look forward to. That it's exactly. not like super stinky diapers if you're going to breastfeed. It. Right. And then they start solids at six months and that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> That's different, right? Then, <laughs> then they definitely get stinky. Um, not to say that they're not going to be yucky and disgusting yeah. and and yes. ev get everywhere. And you know, they have they still definitely have blowouts and all that stuff. But oh, it's for not sure. Be like rank stinky <laughs> <laughs> diapers for a little while until you start solids, unless you're right. formula feeding. So, all right, cool. Well, let's go back. Let's jump back to mom. So sure. for mom's recovery, I have these. You know, everybody. Everybody asked me about bleeding. Like, let's yeah. talk about bleeding. What bleeding is mm. normal? I've had people DM me pictures and say, is this bleeding normal? <laughs> You're like, call your doctor, call your doctor. Yeah, exactly. That's like my go-to. <laughs> so let's talk about bleeding and what you would kind of educate mom on in regards to bleeding. If it's different, if you have a vaginal delivery versus a C-section, let's just talk about the, the bleeding aspect because <laughs> everybody has that. <laughs> yes, they do. They sure do. And I think that is something I've seen in my DMs as well. People yeah. being like, oh, am I supposed to bleed after a C-section? And I'm like, oh yeah, girl, Smart. absolutely. So, yeah. um, so you will, you'll bleed after each type of delivery. It doesn't matter how baby came out. Your uterus is still trying to excrete all of that extra blood from delivery. So um, the amount of bleeding is pretty heavy early on, especially I would say, you know, after they are turned over from labor about two hours postpartum and I get the patient, they are typically having a decent amount of bleeding um, yeah. because everything is still so fresh and we're doing those funnel checks frequently. Um, so, you know, that's pretty normal, but as the days go on while you're in the hospital, it does tend to taper off a little bit. If it's becoming a consistent issue where you're bleeding heavily throughout your stay, that's when we would need to look at making sure there's not like extra placenta left in the uterus where it's not able to fully clamp down. Yes. Um, so that's definitely something we keep an eye on. That's why we do funnel checks so frequently. I know everybody hates them, but there is a reason for that. There is. Um, so yes, and it is so necessary. We're trying to go from the size of holding a, a human being down to the size of a fist with right. our uterus. So it is going to, you know, put in some work and excrete some blood in doing that. And then um, I always tell patients with going home too, I like to make it a point that when they go home, because typically on day two or three, four, whenever they're going home, they may be noticing that their bleeding is very scant or very little. Mm -hmm. um, but they've kind of just been in their hospital room or in their bed or just walking around the room, not really doing very much. When they get home, they're more comfortable. So even if you're just walking to your kitchen, then to your bathroom here, there, and you know, it, it can pick up, it goes in ebbs and flows, no pun intended. And, um, <laughs> and um, it can, it can, it can pick up a little bit, but we never want you to get home and be passing like golf ball size clots or bigger. Um, and we also don't want, 
you would need to call your doctor if that happened. And we also don't want um, where you're sitting completely still and you just feel that constant trickle. You feel like you're constantly bleeding. And that's the same in the hospital too. I always tell my patients, hey, if you're not shifting your weight or moving around, you're sitting completely still and you feel like something's coming out, just call me. I'd rather come check it and make sure everything is great, you know, before we get to a point where we need to intervene a little bit more post-safely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And I know, and there's a lot of different reasons why I guess you can have excess bleeding and you brought up one good one where there yeah. might be ex, you know, an extra piece of placenta or something from, del- you know, yeah. from delivery yeah. in there. And it's basically just your body is still thinking that they, it needs to provide a blood supply. So it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, ding, ding, ding. There's something in here. I need to, yep. do, you know, send more blood, send more blood when in fact, Nope, there's no baby, nothing. in Yeah. There. We just, <laughs> just a little piece and man, that'll, that'll, that'll get you, uh, that'll, uh, that'll cause some, some issues. <laughs> that's still absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that's definitely a reason that a, a fairly common reason I would say for like excess bleeding. Another mm-hmm. one is like, if you have a super severe tear, that's, you know, ha- having more of that trickle and you're just, yes. ha- you know, having excess bleeding from that. Um, and another big common one that I tell people is just your, you know, sometimes your uterus is what we call boggy and yeah, it's, it's just not me. Yeah. It's at me. Right. It's, just not cramping down. It needs some help cramping down. So exactly. Lots of different reasons. All right, let's move on to the next one. So the next one is what are some of the most common things like items and just stuff that you wished everyone knew as far as postpartum recovery, or I guess we can just talk about common. Let's talk about tips first, and then we'll talk about items. Okay. I have a big tip for a C-section patient. So With postpartum, if you had a C-section, first of all, ask for an abdominal binder if you're not given one. That helped me tremendously after my C-section, and I recommend it to all of my C-section patients. However, I walk into a room all the time, and I will see my C-section patients with their binder like up over their abdomen, when in reality, it needs to be down over your hips and over your incision. Um, Because if we have it up on our abdomen, like for the most part, that's going to be shoving all the pressure and all of our organs down onto our incision rather than supporting from the sides and the front. So that is a big tip for abdominal binders with this C-section. Let me think. Other than that, I, along, or actually along with that, I do want to mention too, with having your abdominal binder up high on your abdomen, that can actually trap gas, which is something a lot of C-section patients tend to struggle with on days like two and three postpartum. Um, It kind of just traps all the air in one spot because you have this tight binder from the outside. It doesn't let things move through. So take breaks from your binder too. I kind of just like to recommend it when you're like getting up to the bathroom or walking around and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, um, other than that for a vaginal delivery, I know at my hospital, we do this and this is something that I think is wonderful. Each hospital is a little bit different in how they make their ice packs, but I highly recommend using ice packs to help with swelling. Um, we do diaper ice packs. So we actually put, we peel apart a diaper and put ice in it and then like use the tabs. I have a whole highlight on my Instagram on it, but you use the tabs to kind of wrap around and, Oh, it like forms right to your body. It is so perfect. So, so you're talking about like, 
like a baby diaper, like yeah, like a, like a baby. Like exactly. Yeah, I know. I know what you're. Yeah, I've seen people do that before. That's like that's a very good tip. Yeah, and you always have it on hand because you have a new baby at yes. home. So even if you're needing it at home, you know you have everything that you need. <laughs> yes. No, that's a great tip. I'll definitely link that. I mean, I'll link all of your social media and all of that stuff in the show notes page for people to check out. But I'll link awesome. that specific highlight for people to check out for that. Um, cause awesome. that's a very, yes, that's a very good tip. And God knows <laughs> you need those, that ice and just that, <laughs> oh, that relief down there. It can be, yes. it can be rough. It can be rough the first few days. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to items. Sure. So are there any like must have items that mom should have on hand, maybe either in the hospital or as you know, we're getting home first few days, first few weeks of postpartum. Yeah. So here's the other thing. I don't know what every single hospital sends home. I know right. the typical stuff that right. they send home. So I'll kind of just go off of what we send home. Um, what I would recommend having at home, which like I was saying, your hospital will typically send you home with whatever you have left over of this dermaplast spray, your peri bottle. Yes. The, your tux pads, those witch hazel little circle pads. Yep. Those are all incredible to have for vaginal delivery. And then of course the abdominal binder for a C-section patient, as well as the peri bottle. Cause you still got to clean up down there. Um, I think it's fun or necessary or nice to have a little like postpartum basket at your toilet. And that way, everything that you need is just right there whenever you need it. Um, and then as far as like things to have in the hospital too, I, I don't really think it's necessary for most moms to bring their haka. But for when you get home, I think a yeah. haka is a great item to have for when your milk comes in, because usually your body will like overproduce to start until it knows what exactly your baby needs to take in. So you might as well reap the benefits and collect some extra milk yeah. for bottles later on. So I totally recommend the haka pump. And then for, um, so those would all be things I would say to help mama as well as what I did after my vaginal deliveries is I would sit on my boppy. Like I, I felt like I, I would like make my boppy into almost a little donut pillow and sit on that. And it was so incredible. <laughs> so just a little, yeah, just a little tip. If you have a boppy, which I feel like most people do, so you don't right. have to run out and buy an extra pillow or something just for you. Um, other than that, I did want to mention something for baby. Okay. Um, it is this little nail file. I always get asked in the hospital about like, when can I trim their nails? When can I trim their nails? And their nails are super flimsy and still attached to their skin a little bit at the tip scary. of their finger. Yeah. <laughs> so cutting nails is really scary. There is an electric nail filer, like a battery powered one with oh. a built-in light. And it's got all these different like grits on the head. Oh my gosh. It is incredible. I've used it with all three of my kids and I recommend it to everybody because you can't make a mistake with it it's foolproof so highly recommend one of that those that is so funny because I had one for one of those for my dog <laughs> and I, like, what is, yeah and like and she she passed away a while ago but like I, I like I um I'm like why why didn't I just use, use I mean, that it was on like for a dog but I'm like <laughs> why? That's so brilliant. And now they make them for babies. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I have had so many followers be like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, this was the best thing ever. So I always recommend that to my patients now. Yes, absolutely. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. I love it. Well, awesome. Well, do you have any just last tips and tricks for 
mom or for baby or I guess if we maybe have some dads listening yeah dads too I know I I could go into a whole segment about dads I know that's a whole nother episode (laughs) exactly exactly I would just say if you are nursing like I kind of touched on a little bit ago make sure to utilize your haka as much as possible because as your milk supply regulates um you won't have as much extra to collect so definitely reap the benefits while you have a decent amount of milk when it first comes in and then my other biggest just tip is taking care of yourselves like the moms oh my gosh you guys come first I know when baby comes out I feel like it's all of everybody's like all about baby and I know they're cute and they're wonderful but you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of your baby so please make sure that you fill your own cup before you go and fill baby's cup if that makes sense totally makes sense and I'm totally like a firm believer in that and gonna do that Yes. Like tenfold this time. Cause I certainly oh, yes. did not do that the first time as much, you know, you just think like I, everything revolves around baby and I don't even have time to right. you know, wash my face. Like I right. normally would and like do this, like I normally would. But yeah, like when I think about the stuff, kind of like the self-care stuff that makes me happy, I'm like, this is not that long of my day. Yes. I need to keep this up. Like this is important for my mental health. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's a whole nother segment too, isn't it? Like, oh my gosh. But even, yeah, just taking, just hand baby off to your partner and then right. just taking a shower and painting your nails can make you a whole right. new woman, you know, like just something oh for gosh, yourself. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Very yes. good tip. Well, Carrie, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Cause I know you're on social media. As yeah. So, yes. Can you tell them where they can find you? Absolutely. So my Instagram is Carrie underscore locker and locker is spelled L-O-C-H-E-R. And um, I also have a website called caring for postpartum with a K caring for postpartum. Um, So those are my two biggest platforms to come check me out in my Instagram section. I have an entire highlight section or a highlight reel of, um, all the tips and tricks and segments about each and every topic for postpartum, infant care, motherhood, nursing, pumping, et cetera. So there are like over 50 highlights of different information you can watch through. Yeah. I love it. I love those highlights. I love saving stuff there. And I love going back to people's highlights and and checking stuff, checking, you know, like older stuff that they've saved out. Exactly. Cause I'm like, everybody goes through it at different points. So they can refer to it whenever. Yeah. I I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think this was a great informal educational episode for anybody about to about to give birth like myself exactly (laughs) there you go (laughs) well thanks for coming on thank you so much are you looking for birth education did you know that i have two fabulous birth courses that are super affordable well i do head over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast to take a short quiz to see which birth class is for you When you purchase either birth course, you'll have full access to it forever. And that means it will never expire and you can access it throughout any stage of your pregnancy or for any subsequent pregnancies that you have. You'll also gain free access to my Facebook group, linked to the class where you can ask questions about your pregnancy, share your birth story after you give birth, read other people's birth stories, and get to know other members who are in the course. There is also a money back guarantee. So if you are at all unsatisfied with your purchase, please, please send me an email at hello at mommylaborers.com for a full refund. There's really no risk to signing up and I promise you will learn a ton about what's to come when you give birth.
as a listener of this podcast, you automatically get 20% off any purchase if you use the code PODCASTLISTENER. I've had tons of moms just like you enter these birth courses and have fabulous, wonderful, empowering births because they feel so much more educated about what's to happen. So if you are at all curious about birth education, again, I encourage you to go to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast and use the code podcast listener to save 20%. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.labornurse for more. That is certainly where I am most active. I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast, so I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at mommylabornurse.podcast. As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, newborn stuff, and more at www.mommylabornurse.com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you same time, same place next week.